Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, is there like a TV character or a movie character or a celebrity that you always sort of wanted to emulate? 651-641-1071. I thought of this because yesterday uh, I saw a list of the best on-screen friendships of all time. And, you know, I like that was fine. I didn't like I don't get too excited about that. Like, I, you know, whatever. But it made me think about this person that I knew at a different time in my life. My husband would always say of this person, oh, she thinks she's Phoebe Buffay from Friends. Oh. And I started to pay attention and I was like, oh, yeah, she totally does. She thinks she's Phoebe Buffay. Like she was always trying to be kind of ditzy cute, but like missed the mark a little bit. And it was just very obvious that like it was so obvious that that's who she was trying to be. And then I thought, well, that's just ridiculous. Why would you want to be like somebody, a character in a TV show? And then I realized that I had been trying to be Angela Chase for my so-called life for a very long time. Now, who's that? Uh, She's the character that was played by Claire Danes in the short-lived, like far too short, I still get upset about it, ABC show, My So-Called Life. It was ahead of its time, and that's why it got canceled. Um, But she played like this, you know, teenager who was trying to figure out who she was, and Jordan. she was like totally in love with Jordan Catalano, played by... I don't know. Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, of course. Jared Leto. (sighs) I know. Holly, you're with me, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. Anyway, uh, but it made me wonder, like, who? Because that can't be it. Everybody's probably got somebody they kind of emulated. Oh, I'm sure, even subconsciously. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Like, for you, Bradley, I know it was Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, totally. Girls! (laughs) I say that several times a day in this office. Oh, my gosh, do you ever? Girls! (laughs) Um, Let's go to the phones. All you ladies catfighting everywhere. Christopher's on the line. Hi, Christopher. Hello. Who did you, what TV uh, or movie celebrity or character did you always want to be like? I have always wanted to try to emulate Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid series. Oh, oh wow. Like just like the calmness and the wisdom, is that it? Exactly. The man was unflappable. It was right? just amazing. Okay, I, that's a good one, Christopher. I will, yeah. I, I, I applaud that. Thank you for calling Mr. Miyagi, like just like calm and direct and able to get somebody to do what you're asking them by not yelling. Yeah. I could get Wax behind on. that. Wax, Wax off. off. It's very simple. And then Danielson did it. Yeah. Uh, Holly, do you have an answer to that question? Back in the day, I wanted to be Clarissa Darling from Car- Clarissa, Clarissa explains, explains it all. I wanted her room. I wanted her clothes. Yes. I wanted to make computer games like she did. To have a best friend who climbed up the ladder to hang yes. out with you? Did you... Um, oh, I just had two more occur to me from different times in my life now. Thank you. Did you um, have her hair at all, Holly? Because she's got some real hair. Clarissa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had real hair, too. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, she did some stuff with that hair. Did she have, like, mall bangs? 
She had mall bangs. She had uh, department store bangs. Oh, she had the whole like the scrunchy, half up scrunchy situation. Yeah. I was not that cool. I tried to be that cool, but I just had a bowl cut. The only it's it's funny because this question is hard for me. Like I can't think of anybody in particular that I was like I want to be that person. Like the only thing I can think is that I wanted to like I didn't see myself as the person, but I wanted to have their life. Which is a okay. diff- it's a different question, but uh, that works. Let's do it. Like Ricky Schroeder, oh like, for sure. Silver spoons, like I wanted to be him. You wanted a train that went yeah. through the living room. Yeah, I get it. I mean, as a kid, I remember very specifically being like, "I want that life. I want yeah. to be able to like go up to my room in my big mansion, you know, and um, have my parents get out of my hair." Yeah, totally. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I had I went through a Punky Brewster phase where oh, I like sure. wanted to express myself with that kind of color and like be able to wear two different shoes and two different socks and have nobody pointed out to you. Um, and then, oh, shoot, I just lost the other one. There was another. Oh, Blossom. Oh, the hats. Oh, the oh, hats God, and the tie skirt. You guys, I wanted to make a tie <laughs> skirt so bad because she wears one in the opening. And that was like pre-Pinterest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would see something like that and you would just be like, you didn't have the internet. I know. I feel like I'm talking to the kids these days. Yeah. You guys, we did a my day, back I had to get magazines and cut out faces yeah. and put them on a poster board. Thank you. That's what we did. And I had, I wanted to figure out how to make that dumb tie skirt. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to the thrift store and buy all the ties, but that was about the extent of my knowledge. I didn't know how to sew them together, put a zipper in or any of that junk. Yeah, yeah. but it was so I never cool. had my dumb tie skirt. But I loved that about her, that she expressed herself in that way. Yeah. And that's like with Clarissa, where it was like, I'm going to start wearing cutoff shorts with leggings underneath. Yes, that was the fashion. Now, I'm sorry. I have to like pull it off on this one tangent because this actually brings up another conversation that Holly and I have had recently. Bradley, I think you were, I don't know. You weren't with us. We were having this conversation, but we were talking about trends that like traumatized us as children. Yeah. Like, for example, like fashion trends. Yeah, sort of. Like, I always wanted guest jeans. Mm-hmm. Oh, like so jeans. bad. I wanted guest jeans and my my parents would not spend the guest jean money on the guest jeans yeah. for a growing girl. Right. Like, so my grandparents for one Christmas bought me Palmetto jeans, oh, okay. which were like the knockoff no guest jeans. Are. They were just knockoff guest jeans. They had like a triangle patch on the butt where yeah. the guest jean patch was. So I got pinstripe palmetto jeans and i ripped the palmettos um logo logo off and with pen i carefully colored in that triangle so it looked like i had guest jeans but remember how oh, I you do. just had I, to I, have I, what I said Jerbo jeans because I remember that was such a big yes. thing. Like I actually worked at Miller's Outpost at the mall, which Miller's Outpost is kind of like a county seat or like an Outback Red or I don't even know what that is. But um, at our mall anyway in Texas, uh, Miller's Outpost, and they had you know like casual wear. And, what are you smiling? I'm about? I, the story of how. The manager. Well, <laughs> well, that was where the whole like staff was like stealing Jerbo jeans out of the. Like as they were being loaded into the store, they would um, take some out of the boxes and put them in the freight elevator and then go get them later. And that's when I quit that job because I was like, I don't want to get caught up in like a FBI raid when they. And that's where you that's, learn. That's what how kind fear of based you know I am. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I, I have to quit because these people are going to get in trouble and I don't want to get caught in the crossfire. Anyway, that was when the Jerbo jeans were um, chained to the rack. Yeah. And like people would come in and they'd be like, can't try them, you know, those Jerbo jeans. And you'd have to get the key. 
And let, I was like, let me get my key and then, you know, unlock them because they were so fancy. Because they had the, the, the logo on, on the crotch. The, on the crotch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the best part about working there was, you know, getting a pair of those jeans at a discount. Isn't it funny, too? I bet that was part of their marketing strategy. To oh, be like, course. we'll lock the jeans of up. Of course. They just don't make very many, and then they become scarce, and then people are like, oh, my God, I have to have it. So ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, basically, we all wanted to be any movie star, celebrity, or character that wore Jabot jeans. Or also, guest jeans. my mom was, key, uh, was um, she was a keen, like, fake designer procurer so she always had the hookups for like uh, designer imposters designer imposters basically <laughs> and so i wanted a coca-cola sweatshirt do you remember oh, how those oh, yes. oh yes and so she got us those i mean uh like she had the hookup whatever it was because she worked in retail so she always knew people who knew people okay that's awesome yeah. so you had all the cool stuff we didn't i mean she had way more cool stuff, right? Because she was like, like boys in the eighties. Right. What was the cool thing we were wearing? There was nothing. There was hyper color and hyper colors. Yeah. Do you remember Genera? Sounds vaguely familiar. Oh but, gosh, look know. it up. Yeah. Oh gosh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, I watched the season premiere of This Is Us last night. Oh and yeah. I got Did you cry? Thoughts and opinions. Um, we'll see. How about I tell you okay. after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I need to take you all on the same journey I went on last night when I watched This Is Us on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Uh, and when we talk about TV, we tell you what we're watching live. You guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. Okay, so in order for me to truly get you to appreciate what I went through last night, okay, um, I need you to do some imagining. Okay, okay so um, imagine is, you have watched a television show okay. since... It's very Inception. Yeah. You have loved the characters that mm, you've gotten to I know. I just did this with Downton Abbey because we just finished the yes. finale last night. Okay. You, uh, and then you take a break from it because it takes a break from you. Sure. And it is the first time you are going to see these characters and engage with these characters in the storyline that you absolutely adore. Okay. In months. Okay. <sighs> and then they it. tell you the story about a bunch of new characters that you never have heard of. Oh, so interesting. My, my husband says to me as we're sitting down to watch, uh, this is us together. He says, Oh, it's called strangers. The episode is called strangers. And he said, because he also is, uh, has social media actually embedded in his hand. I don't know yeah, if you guys your know that husband is like always online. Yeah. So Twitter actually, it's actually on his hand now. It's, yeah. Been surgically implanted. He's a cyborg. He is. Yeah. He he says to me, uh, "What I'm getting over Twitter is that because uh, we, we watched it later than everybody else is that we're going to meet a whole bunch of characters that we don't know." And I thought, okay, that'll be interesting. And I'm sure because they're a smart show, by the end they're going to tell me who these characters are and why I should care about them. So does it feel very much like a hidden? What do they call that? A hidden spinoff where they're like, like uh, trying to tell you another story. Yeah. It's similar to that, yes. Backdoor pilot. Yeah, that's what they're called. But this is why this I, I oh, I have conflicted feelings about it because at the end of the show I was satisfied. But when you're watching an hour long show mm-hmm. 
And you are engaging from the get go, from the jump with people. You don't, you're confused. You're like, I don't know who these people are. But it wasn't even the change. It was like a, it felt like a bait and switch. Like we're coming back. You're going to get to know what's going on with all these characters where we left things. And instead, what I'm seeing is literally, and I'm not, there were four different new Mm storylines happening. Mm hmm. With people I didn't know. Yeah, totally new. They didn't give you anything old. Well, they did eventually, but it took a couple breaks. I mean, the first break, you saw vignettes about characters that you didn't recognize or know or how they connected to the story. Now, you have to trust that at the end you're going to learn. But I was frustrated because this went on and then it interspersed. You know, there's a lot of time jumping in This Is Us. So it interspersed. So just as you were kind of getting irritated with like, okay, who are these people and why do I care and how are they connected? Because you almost feel like you have to be your own sleuth in it. Then they would intersperse an old, a flashback of the two main characters, Jack okay. and Rebecca. So you're like, oh, that's how they're connected. But no, you still wouldn't know how the new characters were connected oh. to them. It was very frustrating. That and is bizarre. Here's is it the beca- thing. Do you think it's... How many seasons are we in? Four, I think. Is, is it because fourth? maybe the 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 shark has been jumped a little bit? I don't... I, I hope not. And that's what I was frustrated with. Is I think it was very risky for them to try something this new. With their season premiere, I don't know that I, that was a brave thing to do, and yeah. I hope it paid off for them. Um, but I don't necessarily think the show has jumped the shark because I do think they have an end in sight, or there's somewhere they're going with it. And I do feel like they gave us enough at the end of the last season to want to come back. But they had to depend on everybody who tuned in who lo- has loved the show. Mm-hmm. Loving the show so much that they were willing to wait until, and I'm not exaggerating, the last five minutes of an hour-long show yeah. to figure out how this all, who these people so, were that we just invested ourselves into. So you don't know for, for sure if it was worth it yet because you haven't gotten really a payoff. You only got about five minutes. Yeah. I, you know, on the one hand, it's like, are you, but I did feel like a little bit like I'd gotten taken for a ride. Oh, sure. Because I thought... Well, now, I think these characters are going to continue. We're going to still see these characters. So these are characters that haven't been on the show to this point. It's confusing, right? Yes. They're all, they're brand new. They're brand new characters. And and I don't want to, like, tell you too much about it, lest I spoil. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Toilet for people who haven't watched it yet. But you see these like vignettes of a family uh, or like, a, oh, here, there's one of a woman who is um, overseas. She's a, a she works. She's like a an, in the National Guard, the Army, and she's overseas and she's on an like investigating something. And then and then. But you're like, I don't know why, what this, how this attaches to no anything context, else. Yeah. None. And then the same, there's another vignette about a young man who's blind and he breaks a plate and he has to clean it, it up from like his dog. Try, and you're they, like, I, I can see the like writer's room and they're like, oh, this is going to be amazing because people will have no idea and then they'll have no idea where we're going and it's going to be so, you know, and they're so, it's going to freshen things up a bit because, you know, we've been doing this for years and we want to take people on it. Give them a new reason to show up. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. To me. yeah. But the problem is that they didn't, it's like they didn't, they went, they had to go all in. They had to commit to this, but then they have to ask me to commit to this yeah. and they have to ask all the viewers to commit to this. So, but you're going to watch next week. Well, of course I am. Yeah. I mean, because now so I am they invested, know their audience. invested. They must, but I would be curious to know what I would like to see is like a minute by minute of the viewing of it, because I'm willing to bet they probably had people for about, Maybe fifteen minutes, and I bet they and I bet they had a, a significant drop. Yeah. I will tell you that seems very risky because you have again a relationship. You've you've created this expectation with the audience, and if you're not delivering what the audience wants, I mean, it's a network television show. And frankly, in this day and age, I kind of feel like network television shows don't need to be giving their audience a reason to tune out. Right. Because there are so many other competing interests. I mean, literally, you could be distracted enough by what's on your phone to take you away from that particular episode. Yeah. But I will say it felt a little cocky. Like, it felt real cocky that they were like, well, we're good enough that this will they'll be fine. Who knows? They might be. They might be. And to be fair, it does sort of harken back to the very first episode of the entire series where, but that, but that's different. Like you oh, yeah, felt it's like brand new. Yeah. You like, don't know what you're watching. You, and didn't, you haven't committed yet to it. You didn't know any of the characters. Yeah. And so there was in the first episode of, in the pilot of, or in the first episode of this is us, you knew that you were paying attention to a bunch of different adults that shared the same birthday and then you didn't learn until the end how they were connected and you get little clues throughout the show we're used to that but this was a little bit aggressive uh, how many again, times did you cry uh none zero oh, actually wow. that's zero. gotta be a first for this no tears us. no tears for me all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show finally we're getting to those d-bags so i can really D-bag. unleash the ashton kutcher fury fury after this on my talk 1071 Celebrities behaving badly that we want to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We got a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is. D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Talk to me. What? Who do you got? Oh, okay. I have uh, a double D-bag inside of one D-bag because wow, it's like a twofer. Is, I don't even know how they did that. I got two that. D's in one bag. D-bag-ception. <laughs> it is, basically. And it's both uh, Blue Ivy Carter. 
She's a child. I know. Calm down. I'll get to it. And I'm sorry. I'm so hysterical. And, and this lady. Okay, so here's the story. Blue Ivy Carter is locked in a trademark battle with a lady. So Blue Ivy Carter, of course, is Beyonce's child. So really, it's Beyonce and Jay-Z and their company and lawyers and all these people. They are in an ongoing trademark battle with a woman who owns um, a, a company. Her name, excuse me, is Veronica Morales. And she owns um, a lifestyle event planning firm. It's basically wedding planning. Mm-hmm. And it's called Blue Ivy. Now, so Blue Ivy Carter filed, or Beyonce and her peeps filed this Blue Ivy Carter trademark okay. back in 2016, or 2012, actually, I think. And then in like 2017, um, wait, how did I say that? So let me put it this way. Veronica applied for her Blue Ivy trademark in 2012, okay. way back in the day for Blue Ivy and her event planning. Okay. And then Blue Ivy Carter comes along in like 2016 or 17 to file Blue Ivy Carter as a trademark. Well, Veronica was like, no, 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 honey. I was first. I invented Blue Ivy. Um, But Beyonce's people are like, okay, lady, nobody's going to confuse your dumb wedding planning business with Blue Ivy Carter. No. So, In fact, actually, well. What? Like, it helps her, which is why they're trying to. They're not trying to stop her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But to your point, most certainly, her name. Helps uh, her. That name helps her business yes. in the long run, unintendedly so. Yes. Right? So maybe just shut your mouth and be grateful. Yeah. But so that's why I included the lady. But it's within the arguments that they're making about this particular case that uh, Beyonce and her people are making my eyes roll back in my head because they're talking about Blue Ivy Carter. First of all, let's contemplate that they're trademarking her daughter's name. Yeah. And it's in the explanation of how this works that I'm like, oh, my God. So uh, in the documents, they explain the context of the Blue Ivy Carter trademark filing. Quote. And Blue Ivy is how old, by the way? What is she like? I don't know. She must be like six, seven, seven. She's seven years old. Okay. And this was filed years ago. So when the child was like three Mm -hmm. or four. Okay. Blue Ivy Carter has achieved a significant amount of fame, particularly at such a young age. She also has a noted and well-chronicled interest in fashion. Okay, can I pause really quick? Mm. Read me that first sentence again. Blue Ivy Carter has achieved a significant... She has not achieved anything. She achieved being born (laughs) to some famous... Thank you. She was given a significant amount of fame. Thank you. Particularly at such a young age. Also... She has a noted and well-chronicled interest in fashion. Given these factors, Blue Ivy is capable of and interested in becoming the face of a brand. Uh -uh. All right, so you want me to think this like five, six-year-old child has an interest in becoming the face of a brand? When my daughter was seven, she had an interest in becoming a princess. Thank you. And guess what? I was like, honey, that's never going to happen but you can pretend. Exactly. For this reason, they go on. The factual context demonstrates that uh, this trademark application uh, was filed with the intent to build a brand around Blue Ivy Carter and her public reputation and renown. Okay. okay. So 
I appreciate that you are famous, you are successful, uh-huh. and that everything you touch is turns to gold. But do you need to touch your child and turn her to gold? Well, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, thank you. I just think that's creepy and yeah. weird. Yeah. And I know that people are going to be like, mm, they're amazing. I love Blue Ivy. I love Beyonce. What do you know about Blue Ivy? Really? Nothing. Nothing. She came from the loins of Beyonce and Jay-Z. What yeah. are and loins anyway? Like, the only loin I, I know is your, a loin of pork. I feel like it's like your crotchal area. Yeah, so she did yeah. come from the crotchal area, yeah. as did most of us. Uh-huh. Um, maybe she didn't. Maybe I don't she, know. I mean, I love Beyonce, but I wouldn't be surprised if the story she tells Blue Ivy is that she arrived by, you know, winged messenger yes. from another plane of existence. Yes. Probably very near where Terrence Howard learned about teriology. Mm-hmm. I just math. Think, <laughs> I just think like, I know these people. Are you kidding me right now? Can you imagine? No. Like, I get what they're doing. They want to make money off their kid, but that's like. In any other place with somebody who's like a little like skeezier than Beyonce, because she's amazing and mm-hmm. talented and beautiful and wonderful. But like, like if I showed up at the trademark <laughs> office and I was like, I'm going to need to trademark my children's names. Yeah, I would be laughed out yeah. the damn door. Yeah. Well, and people rightly would be like, really, Colleen? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the most debaggy you thing in the whole world. You need to make a trademark protection off Ollie. Well, you know, she's famous and people will take advantage of her mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Oh, no. This is about them strategically making money off of the name of their child. You will recall, I mean, Beyonce, like, stomped on some woman in her Etsy shop. For, yes. Yes. For yes. her lemonade, something or another. I don't even remember what it was. It Do was you? the fiance. Oh, God. Yeah. Fiance. Bachelorette party mm-hmm. chalices. Yes. I think. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And again, it's America. God bless it. And I love Beyonce. And I sat up all night to watch Lemonade. And, um, you know, I, I want to applaud. Not her. last night, but when it first came yeah, out. <laughs> like the night it actually came out. Just last night for, the, for, for kicks. Um, but you just look at this child and you go, oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. You feel bad for him, especially. And I don't know that I've ever heard Beyonce or Jay-Z say this, thank God, because I'd be like, honey. But, you know, you want them to have some as much of a normal life as they can. And, you know, you hate it when celebrities say that. Yeah. Like, I just want her to have as normal life possible. And you're like, you're not going to have a normal life because you're Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter. Yeah. I mean, at least they're acknowledging it, right? They're yeah. like, she is. She did come from. But it's interesting to me that they're limiting the trademark just to fashion. Because remember, when Kim has tried to trademark her children's names, it's everything from chopsticks. Yeah, well, that's because Kim is a superior businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She's pretty smart. Beyonce is more talented in the art creation world. True that. Kim is much shrewder, mm-hmm. I think, in a business sense, or at least an argument could be made for that. May I uh, finally unleash the entire fury I have over Ashton Kutcher? Yes, do it. He's my D-bag today, man. Okay, so yesterday we learned a little bit about what was in Demi Moore's autobiography. And some of the things she says about Ashton Kutcher are really, really not flattering to him. And we had wondered, like, how do you think he feels about this, yeah. right? And we thought maybe he had signed off on it. And I said, like, give it a couple minutes. We'll see what he says, like, when maybe he's interviewed. Well, we didn't have to wait that long. But 
the way that he responded to it is the debaggiest debag thing he could have possibly done. Okay, tell me what he did. He tweeted yesterday. Uh, uh, he tweeted, I was about to push the button on a really snarky tweet <laughs> oh. when I saw my son, daughter, and wife, and I deleted it. Oh. Now, you might go, oh, good for him. You know, he practiced self-control. Number one, I would say by tweeting about not tweeting about it, he's tweeting about yeah, it. Yeah, that's just like one of those things. Like I was about to say something really mean, and that's where you learn. Oh, aren't that, you? Aren't I lucky that you didn't say something mean? Thank you. I mean, that is like that is like that is high level passive aggression yeah. that you learn from Minnesotans. But he's also from Iowa, so close enough. Okay, they so, just don't do it well. Exactly. Yeah. Clearly, um, but then he goes on uh, and he tweets the following. For truth, text me. <laughs> what? And then he texts out a number, which I'm going to say because he tweeted it out and I can say it. And guess what? Don't tweet it. Okay. And I'll tell you why. You mean don't text it? Don't. T- sorry. Yeah. Don't text it. He said he puts this like one, three, one, nine, five, one, nine, zero, five, whatever. You can look it up if you want Seven, to. Six. Thank you. If you text that, do you know what happens? I do because I've done it before. What? You get a invitation to the community. What's the community? It's his like social network thing. Oh yeah, didn't we do this a while yes. back? And you were gullible enough to fall for it, yes. and then you started getting some spam. Texts? I did, and and you know what's really okay? So here's the, actually interesting. Here's some insider information on that. Like I got the text back that was basically like, "Join the community," blah blah blah, and then I didn't do anything with it. Just about three weeks ago, I started getting pestered again. No, not even. Probably like a week ago, that number started tweeting or texting me back again. Uh, like, join the community. Get Spend time with Ashton Kutcher. Get, get to know the real him. So, obviously, like, it went latent for a hot second. And now they're trying to re-embark on this stupid journey. Nobody wants to get to know Ashton Kutcher. No, like not, especially not Hollywood after reading to me more. I want to get to book. know. I've never wanted to get to know Ashton Kutcher. Uh-uh. And you know what's interesting? Like I, this is the part that really gets so this to is me. A scam- what I love about this is it's so trashy, and it he is. thinks he's so like he's always. I think Ashton Kutcher has always modeled himself a sort of like Leo DiCaprio Jr. Like he's, you know, it's that Hollywood man syndrome. Mm-hmm. We got to start calling it HMS. Hollywood man, HMS Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. Exactly. Well, more like, yeah, anyway. Full of hot air and uh, gas. Bloop, bloop. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to say was, he he's like, I'm going to spend $30 million on a social media app and really transform. My friend Elon Musk and I are just sitting around like two buddies trying to disrupt the whatever, whatever. And basically, it's like, no, dude, you just can't get a real job in Hollywood. So you're like sitting around with your overpaid, you know, privileged cronies, you know, trying to come up with excuses for your sad. Yes. I mean, it's. <laughs> Also, to use this moment when Demi Moore has like, I mean, many of the headlines about Demi Moore and her autobiography are tragic, yeah, including but not limited to the story she tells about um, essentially being brokered for sex work by her mother, yeah, and uh, the miscarriage she suffered at the at six months of pregnancy, Which is really like the death of her child. It is that is a st- that is essentially a stillbirth. Yeah. Um, and Ashton Kutcher 
wants to take this moment to promote his social network through her painful sharing of her story. That tells me so much about who Ashton Kutcher is, and it confirms for me a lot of the crap she said about him in that book. Well, of course, and it just and it wasn't it, all bad. It stuff, confirms by what the way. we already know, which is that he's a d bag because you can just smell it the way that he interacts with the world around him. That it just comes across very um, like uh, patronizing and very sort of look down the nose. And again, you know, look. Demi Moore, I'm glad that she's sharing those stories and they are personal and, and very heartwarming and in some cases tragic. Um, but she's also doing what celebrities do. So oh, she's, sure. it's not like she's the second coming. She has taken, you know, her absence from Hollywood and the life that uh, we were also interested in back in the day and, and turned it into a reason for us to pay attention to her again. Fine. That is a noble pursuit insofar as any Hollywood celebrity's life is a noble pursuit. He's just he's just a D-bag. And she is a broken person. Yeah. But at least I I feel like there's a humility or a just honesty in, in what she's doing in a way that there's just not with what he's doing. Not at all. Yeah. Ugh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh I look. Hope he's listening. Oh, he's not. Um <laughs> he's busy answering all of his texts. Oh, hey, text me. Uh when we come back, I found another D-bag. Oh, and this one is just Ooh. hilariously bad. I'm going to say one word to you and okay. let you contemplate it uh, through the break. We'll talk about it on the other side. The word is lettuceetti. Oh, no. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, look! I found another D-bag. Oh, where are you hiding that at? Wow. Well, you don't want to know. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And when we have an abundance of D bags, we like to do a little D bag double down. Yes! Where's your D bag hiding this time? On Instagram. I am so glad, by the way, that you brought this up. Like, I'm not even going to pretend I don't know what this story is. I am very glad that you brought it up. I saw it about a week ago and forgot. God knows why I probably just blacked out. I cannot believe we didn't talk about this. Okay. Uh, A raw food Instagram influencer. So sit with that because now you know it's going to be exciting. Uh, She sounds like a lot of fun at parties. Oh, wait. She can't go to parties because at parties, (laughs) they they probably cook the food. How dare Uh, you? Unless there's a nice crudite. Emphasis on the crude. Yeah. Um, She has invented... Mm -mm. A new thing. Why haven't we thought of this? It's called lettuceetti. <laughs> okay. That is not a thing. But tell people what she thinks lettuceetti or what she's trying to get people to think lettuceetti is. <laughs> well, lettuceetti, I'll make it real easy. You know it is shredded lettuce. That's it. So she has shredded she, a bunch of lettuce yep. and, and thinks that's lettuce spaghetti. And she made like a bolognese, which is just a really chunk, like a really thick gazpacho, essentially. And she's covered her shredded lettuce that she calls lettuceetti with the fake bolognese sauce. And uh, she said, Bolognese. I believe that the flavor of the meal comes from the herbs and plants and salts and fats. So not adding meat doesn't make a big difference. I know that when I make my crunchy melon seeds and add spices, it tastes very flavorful compared to just plain toasted seeds. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, I want you Lies. both to go 
to this raw food influencers oh. 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 Instagram oh. profile. Oh, Bradley's already oh. already deep. elbow deep into this. I am elbow deep into her madness. He's, he's jamming Tatum's mellows deep in this. Yes. <laughs> They're raw, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, <laughs> just leave that alone. But yes, I, I, are you referencing, by the way, on her um, Instagram account, where she has, by the way, 128,000. Now, did you want to reference the, the worst part of her? Before we get go to ahead, it. you do it because I don't know which part you're referring yeah, to. I don't know either. It's a surprise. Well, her name is Alenka Cash. She is called the Fruit Queen. I've been called that before too, so I kind of feel like <laughs> so you feel like you can talk twinsies. about it. Oh, oh, oh! I Here, just saw it. Can you please read her bio? I don't want to. I will read it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna mm-mm. healing my kids' eczema and autism through lifestyle and diet. You're an idiot. <laughs> She's also I'm so mad. Okay, so I just I I'm sorry I triggered you. Um she also lists herself as a fruit artist. She curing her stupidity? No. She calls herself a fruit artist and an author. And on her Instagram page, Holly, did you see scroll down until you see her um her wedding cake recipe? Did you see that one? Um, okay, you mean it? it's like three rows down on the right sliced watermelons into squares and stack them on top of each other. Yeah. And she goes, I don't think that happiness means to smile all the time. To me, it's a moment when we fully experience the joy, but most of the time we spend to achieve it, maybe often thinking it can be a permanent thing. I don't know what that has to do with a uh, watermelon cake, um, Nothing. <laughs> but she literally cut watermelon into squares and calls it her watermelon wedding cake Mm-mm. it's not a cake it's literally just girl that's watermelon. just watermelons she also so this is the lady with the lettuce and it's not as though you guys so like unless you think we're being too harsh on her it's not like she's being snarky about it like it's lettuce haha <laughs> get it oh it's just a salad and it's really healthy no it's literally just shredded lettuce mm-hmm. she also coordinates her outfits with um her favorite food items so she has a watermelon mood outfit I mean, listen, I hope she's making money. Uh, oh, do, um, excuse me, do you? I'm, I'm just saying, otherwise, I really... No, you're right, I don't. Sorry. Especially when she's pushing... peddling this <laughs> dumbness. Uh, she also has a recipe <sighs> for pizza-flavored melon crunchers, which are just melon seeds that she's shaked some spices on. Ew. I am all for eating healthy, and you are listening to three people who kind of have fun with stuff like mm-hmm. this on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, this is overboard. It's too much. Also, I don't know. She also believes that watermelon cleanses kidneys. Oh, Mm -mm. you know what cleanses kidneys? Water. Not eating poisons or drugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm very, (laughs) can I just also, I, cause I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, When somebody says healing my kids autism yeah no i know that was probably nope but but i have to just get it off my chest because it drives me crazy number one it implies that autism is the wrong way to be or is a problem oh yeah um people have autism Mm -hmm. we don't know why but they do and the world needs them and you don't need to fresh fruit their way out of it and oh by the way also you can't yeah, you true. cannot fresh food somebody's autism away. I can't. Yeah, I've so, lost it now. Um, Bye. I gotta go. So you gotta take us out of here. Watermelon. All right. So when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Ah! <laughs>
We are going to ask a question. Oh, we're going to do one-hit wonders. You guys, what's your favorite one-hit wonder? Coming up on the Colleen and Bradley Show, I promise. I'll get over it. Don't worry about it. Bye. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.